Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Four interceptions today from Jameis Winston. I said on, on, on the podcast, I was afraid that he would have that Superman complex today. But you know what? I really don't think he did. No. I don't. I don't think he had he just the played Superman. Like shit. <laughs> <laughs> he just played like total garbage. You're not wrong. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobs one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. Holy Gronkamoli. <laughs> Third down, 18. Dropping Gannon, looking Gannon, looking Gannon. Those up the middle. That's intercepted at the Derek 30. Brooks. Derek Brooks, 30. Brooks to the 25, 20. Derek Brooks all the way. There it is. The dagger's in. Yeah. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, baby. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty. Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast, live on YouTube today for episode 193. I'm your host, as always, Rhett Matthew, joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Before we go any further, um, to put it simply, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers community lost one of our own this week. Uh, Longtime Pewter Report writer and podcaster Mark Cook passed away at 50 years old. Um... Mark was a very genuine part of the Bucks media beat for almost a decade and a half at Pewter Report. Um, and at the end of the day, he was a very simple man, and he was a fan living the dream by covering his favorite football team. Um, Mark was one of our very first guests on this show. It wasn't even the Cannon Fire podcast at the time. It was a trial run of another sports podcast that we did, but we ended up doing a Bucks season preview, which ended up being, you know, episode zero of CFP. Um, but Mark was a very, very big part of this little community that we have. And uh, we lost a good one this week. We absolutely did. And, um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's difficult to, to sit down and, and, and do this episode, but if anybody knew Mark, you know, you would know that, you know, he want he would want the show to go on. Um, he he wouldn't want uh, he wouldn't want things to stop just for him. You know, he he wouldn't he wouldn't be feeling any sort of you know he wouldn't want any any sympathy or any pity uh, placed upon him. So we're here, and uh, he was a like you said, he was an important part, a genuine part of what made Pewter Report and just covering the Buccaneers so special. And um, no matter who you were, he made time for you. Didn't matter if you were a, a big hot shot, you know, or you were somebody who had just started watching football. If you had a question for him, he was always there for you. And, and he was, he was going to answer it to the best of his ability. And he was a guy who just genuinely cared, uh, cared about his writing, cared about his family cared about the people around him and uh he'll be extremely uh missed and uh like I said it's it's tough but yeah again he would want he would want the show to go on so here we are getting ready to preview the book's first preseason game and uh it, it's it's tough to imagine you know a, a book season without Mark Cook it, it really is and his last game that he ever saw the Bucks play was he saw them live win the Super Bowl in their own stadium, and what a storybook ending! Yeah, uh, just there, there is, there is no better ending to it. I, I, I don't really have you know, the the words to to put it in right now, but um, it, it's it's a shock. It comes as a shock to all of us, and uh, but we're here, and we're here to preview the Bucks Bengals game and this episode will be dedicated to Mr. Mark Cook. Absolutely. And um if you guys haven't already Pewter Report, Scott Reynolds put out a Fab 5 article this morning 
just with a lot of Mark Cook stories, how those guys, you know, first met up and started working together and the experiences that they had, it really does a great job of putting into words what a lot of people wish they could. Um, because as you said, it's, it's just hard it's, to do that. So, so make sure you guys check out that article. It really is a good one. It, it's a difficult read. Um, I, when I, I read it about an hour ago and it was tough to keep tears out. Uh, it, it really is a, a difficult read, but I think it's one that everybody should read because it just, it gives you an inside look of what, how that man actually was. And just, it's, it's everything, it's everything you already knew he was because yeah. he was, he was an open book and uh, he'll be greatly missed. Yeah. One of the best to ever do it in the Bucks beat. He will be sorely missed and uh, his coverage as well. Just some of the most genuine. Um, but yeah, man, we, we definitely lost a good one in Mark Cook. But ladies and gentlemen, as Evan and Mark Cook would intend as well, the show must go on. So here we are. Preseason is here. Week one, the Buccaneers are going to be playing in Tampa against the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow will not be playing that much we know. So, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. What kind of expectations do you bring into a preseason game is, is the big question, especially when it's this year of all years. When you're coming off of a Super Bowl title, um, you know, we know that preseason doesn't matter because it doesn't. But what kind of expectations do you bring in for the first series or two that you're going to see your starters out there? Uh, Bruce Arians addressed it a couple of times this week. He said Tom Brady and the other starters are going to be playing out there. He didn't exactly make it clear, you know, if Tom Brady is going to be out there as long as the other starters. He was kind of cryptic on that end. Thomas said that he'll play no matter how long he's in the game. So we'll definitely see Tom Brady. I think that's a given at this point. Um, but what are your expectations for the starters when you're going up against Cincinnati? I don't look at their team or their defense is, is a very strong matchup against Tampa Bay. Mm. So at the very least, you have to expect a, a clean drive, no penalties and a score, right? I think that's what you carry into this justly. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll preface this with saying what happens in these preseason games does not matter. Um, like, yeah, it, right, it, it, right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you right now, the coaches are not game planning for the Cincinnati defense. The Cincinnati defense is not game planning for the Tampa Bay offense and vice versa. These preseason games are essentially the scrimmages that you see at training camp. They're just televised and in a, and in a stadium. Right. That, that, that's all they are. So, yeah, there, there's a few things that you can be concerned about. Obviously, the biggest thing is you want to be healthy, right? That, that's the main goal. It doesn't matter if you lose 56 to nothing. You know, you want to get all your, keep all your starters as healthy as possible. Because at the end of the day, you go 0-3 in the preseason, lose every game by 50 points. In a month's time, you'll be zero zero again. So, like, and then it, then it counts for real. So, um, and I know we've seen some fan bases go off the deep end of like a perfect preseason. You remember when the Browns went four and zero that one year? Well, the the Lions went four and zero the year they went zero and sixteen. Right. You know they they printed up T shirts, preseason champions, and things like that. Um, so I guess you know it's not hard to imagine some fans going off of the deep end if hypothetically the bucks were to go zero and three and lose 56 oh, there, to zero every be, single week right if, if if they if they lose tomorrow night there'll be fans saying <laughs> super bowl hangover i'm sure there will be there there will be i don't know i don't know if those fans will be listening to this podcast because you know like we, we have some of the best listeners around oh, but yeah. uh i there's <laughs> there's definitely gonna be some fans that uh you know i look at individual performance i don't care about the final score i i do not care Right. Like I remember a few years ago, it was the same game. It was a game versus the Lions. And it was the same game that Adam Humphreys had that kick six. You yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah. The Bucks were up like 24 to nothing. And they ended up losing the game. Like they, they blew the lead to lose the game. I didn't care. It, it, OK, that, that proves to me. OK, the third stringers aren't as good as other teams. Third stringers. OK, if they're in the game in regular season, you're screwed anyway. Yeah. So, like, what does it matter? So. I don't know. Expectations you'd like to see an opening drive score. Well, obviously, sure. The the Bucks went out in Pittsburgh and the preseason opener in 2019. You were there. Um, you know, and, and they, they went down the field and, and opened uh the preseason with a score. Um I think you'd like to see at least some points. Uh it's, even if just you want to see Ryan suck up, you want to see how he how he performs. So <laughs> you definitely want to see uh some 
some points on the board, whether it's a field goal or, or a touchdown um, because of those individual performances. So yeah. we'll see what happens, but the main goal just guys, just remember this when you're watching the game, if they're going to blow it out or not, the main goal is to keep everybody healthy. Yeah. And uh, something else that I think Bucks fans will get a rare glimpse at this weekend. I don't know how heavily involved head coach is going to be in play calling on offense, but uh, do we know if they're going into this game without uh, Byron Leftwich? I do not know yet. Um, Bruce Arians obviously has just said it's a it's a personal thing with with Byron. Mm-hmm. They were it was asked if it was COVID related. He said no. It is it is personal, just a, a personal matter. Uh, I do not know yet if uh, there's been no word. I don't believe that the Bucks don't have practice today, um, so that there, there's no word on on whether Byron Leftwich will be available. I'm sure we'll find out sometime tomorrow whether or not he will be able to be on the sidelines. Um, so we'll see we'll see what happens hope everything is okay yeah um on the personal side of things obviously that comes well before football that's that's the first order of business um and uh yeah we'll, we'll see i i don't know i mean it's preseason byron can't be there maybe bruce just calls the plays and he right. just like he, he just calls you know like four verticals every single time because every, every <laughs> i mean you prefaced just, it you yeah. said there's not a very intensive game plan but it you know just a rare sight if maybe bruce does take the reins for a game because he can just call some of his favorite plays and see how guys run it right yeah i mean the, these game plans are essentially almost like madden playbooks like you know <laughs> like the, the, the ask madden thing yeah and that and like yeah. your playbook that's essentially what this is you know that, that's how the game planning goes you want to work on you basically just want to work on some things that you might try during the, the regular season that's what it's for right and uh shout out to our people in the live chat really quickly pete payne zach jarvis joel l and i believe i pronounced that correctly g vegas the moderator holding it down brian shaw rich 0665 thank you guys for being here um Everybody paying their respects to Mr. Cook. It is appreciated. Uh, If you'd like to hear uh, our piece uh, and you're here in our live audience, we opened up our show with it. But um, yeah, any feelings you guys have and you leave in the chat, it is more than appreciated as we remember Mark Cook today. Now, another question that I wanted to ask as far as this football game goes, expectations for the starters, not necessarily all the starters, but one guy in particular is Robert Hainsey. Um, what are expectations for him, do you think? I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what capacity he shows up in, if he's even going to play, because I yeah. think he missed practice all week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Whitehead also had a new injury, so I don't even know if he'll play. They did release the first depth chart of the season a couple of days ago, but, um, you know, status on Whitehead and Hainsey kind of up in the air. Uh, if Hainsey is out there, you know, is is he maybe going to get some reps with the starters after the first series? Like, I, I don't know. Offensive uh-huh. lineman, it's tricky because I don't know how long Ryan Jensen has to be out there, you know? Yeah, I I don't Bruce think... Bruce said he isn't Hainsey. playing, so I'm assuming Jordan Whitehead and or Hainsey. Zach Jarvis says, sorry. Okay. Okay, yeah, so I I would, I would I, I don't think Robert Hainsey's going to play. Just yeah. preface that, you know. Um, also, Jordan Whitehead definitely is not going to play. Uh, Jordan Whitehead was doing even less activity than Robert Hainsey was, so... Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, you know, it'll be interesting to see because I think, well, also there's there was a, a transaction they re-signed Earl Watford. Oh, um, so I Earl. think that, that's a that's a big sign that I think you know Robert Hainsey probably isn't ready to go because I think Watford could probably play center if need be. It's a preseason game, so I think he probably could. Um, John Molchen or or Molchen or I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Uh, he he was doing a center this week, but you know, the snaps weren't great. Uh, you know, he didn't look great snapping the ball. So we'll see what happens. But um, I, I don't. I think you'll you'll see Ryan Jensen with the starters. I don't yeah. really think there'll be. I don't think there's going to be many overlap between the the ones and the twos. Like I don't think you'll see twos really mixed in with ones that much. Um, obviously, occasionally there, but. I wouldn't expect much, much overlap. And, and honestly, like if we talked about the the opening drive going down and get a touchdown, if they if the offense does that, Bruce might say, "Okay, that's enough." Right? Yeah, like, you see what I, you I've need to that. see. Yeah. You know, that's going out there, getting a hundred percent on the assignment, and then getting to take it easy. Yeah. Um. Here's another question for you: Who returns punts first? 
Because I know we've been seeing in those punt drills, we see Scotty Miller and Jalen Darden predominantly. I don't know if we see Scotty return anything in preseason. I mean, that's kind of what Adam Humphreys did, but he had a little bit more prominent role as a returner. So I, I don't know. Do you think it's Scotty or Jalen Darden out there first? Or is it neither of them? And maybe it's Jadon Mickens. I think they want to give Darden a shot. Okay. I think that, that's why they drafted him. So if I had to guess, they get Darden a shot. Zach Jarvis asked, wait, are the starters playing tomorrow? I'd like to know because I'll be at the game tomorrow. They're, they're expected to, to play at least a drive. Like they'll be, you'll see them. I, I mean, you probably won't see them more than, I think, at most, like two drives. But uh, Brady they'll, probably they'll, gets they'll like two or there. three pass attempts on the day, maybe. I think they're going to air it out. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, Brady's not going to want to just hand the ball off. Um, yeah, I, I think Jalen Darden's going to be the guy. That's why they drafted him. They traded up for him. They really put a big emphasis on special teams this offseason. Uh, a lot of their draft picks um, were special teams players, whether that be coverage. But Darden was the fun one because Darden was the guy who had that potential as the returner finally might have a real threat back there to return. Even Scotty Miller, to, to me, he's not a, a threat. You know, he, he's not a, a threat to, to, to overtake um, or to take one to the house, I should say. Like, right. I, just, I just don't find him as a threat in, 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 as a returner. Um, Rich says, Mickens is listed as a throw on the depth chart. I understand there's a depth chart out. That depth chart means nothing. Um the, the, the first the first depth chart of the season means absolutely nothing. Uh, it, it all depends on what, what they want to, to look at first. All right, just all because you're on... cycling through so many groups, you know, you've yeah. got your ones, your twos, your threes, and then in the second half, maybe you're going to mix it up you every got... now and again. Some guys get extra reps that other guys don't get. You know, it's you, you got to place them in a group, <laughs> right? Like the depth chart, you got to order them somehow. So that's the order <laughs> you came up with, um, you know, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'd like to see Darden because he's, you know, like I said, he's exciting. Uh, James is in the chat. Hello, James. Oh, what's up, um, Mr. Bucks Nation? Moderator holding it down. And, uh, well, unfortunately, he's here, but uh, <laughs> that's why I, I, I'm obligated to say that every time now. So, um, yeah, and, and I think you will see Darden return some punts uh, slash kicks. I think you might see Mickens in there as well, just because he has experience doing it. Right. But um, I, I think they really want to get a look at what they have with Darden, just in case, you know, let's say Darden goes out there a receiver and he doesn't really do that well. Now you, you got to find another role for him. Yeah. Right. So that could be the role. Uh, real quick. Um, Actually, this could be actually a really good segue into our oh, next topic. For sure. Uh, G Vegas asks, do we expect Trask to play more than a quarter? Well, the question I have for you, Rhett, and I'll, I'll answer it too, but I want to get your opinion first. Who's going to be the, the, the QB2 in this game? Who is going to be after Tom Brady leaves, after a drive or two drives? Who is going to be the next quarterback to trot out on the field? As much as I dislike it, um, because we know what to expect from this guy. We also know Bruce Arian's opinion on him. I, I think it's going to be the gift of Gabbert. Uh, number 11 will make his way onto the field with the twos after Tom Brady is on the bench. Um, I don't think Brady, you'll see Brady, as Brady getting benched for Gabbert. Man, right. Yeah. Rough right. Um, it happened last year. Happened last year. You remember? I Gabbert know. Came in, it, threw a touchdown. Through two touchdowns, but he threw a touchdown on his first pass. So yeah. Brady was doing so bad in Detroit. They had to sit him. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think you're going to see more Kyle Trask than Blaine Gabbert, but I think Gabbert's going to be your QB too. Yeah. I think he'll come out, play a couple of series, and then once they really start to go down the depth chart and, you know, the odd guys are getting reps, you're going to see Kyle Trask probably carry, um, I think, carry the third and a little bit of the fourth quarter. Now, I, yeah, the question is... Ryan Griffin's going to finish it up. Right, Ryan Griffin's your, your closer, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm very interested to see Kyle Trask, and I wanted to talk to you about your expectations for him um, because I will tell you that one of the things that I have noticed at camp and one of the things that you've been talking about since before he was even drafted is the velocity on his passes. Um, something about it just doesn't, you know, every now and again when he dumps it out to the flat, it's a good-looking pass. He does have a cannon when he wants to. It's not that he can't throw the ball 50, 60 yards, it's the consistency thing. It's just right. It's it. Every single release doesn't look like it's got that much mustard on it. Mm -hmm. And um, 
you know, I'm interested to see if that cost him any passes this Saturday uh, or if that's even an issue. I'm just curious to see where he's at with running this offense, even if it with it, even if it's with second and third stringers. Yeah. Yeah. If he throws an out route and it's a lollipop, it's being taken to the house. Yeah. Uh, these NFL corners are too quick. Um, Karishmit, Didali, sorry. I know I butchered that. I'm very sorry. But they asked, what time is the game? And we actually didn't even mention this. Um, the game is supposed to be at 7.30 Eastern time <laughs> kickoff. Um, I can't, I for, can't believe we forgot to even mention the time. Um, you know, I, apparently it's unlikely that the game is going to be, the time is going to be moved up. I know there's supposed to be a storm coming. I hope Tropical everybody. Tropical depression, Fred, potentially I, I, hurricane, I, Fred. I hope everybody stays safe and okay. Um, but for the game, it's supposed to be okay. Might be a little wet. But I don't know how as far bad as, as far as the, the heavy stuff, the heavy winds and everything like that, that would shut the game down or have to postpone it or, or push it up. It should be OK. Yeah. Um, and it is also it is not being aired on any national, uh, not NFL Network, not ESPN. So only local to Tampa or I believe if you have NFL Game Pass, you can also watch it on there. Fox 13, baby, I, I believe uh, WTVT or the call letters, if I remember correctly on commentary. Is going to be Fox Sports' Chris Myers, a very good friend of the show, who's actually going to be breaking this game down with us uh, on Monday. He, he's going to be a special guest. We're hoping to get things short away with him, and then we'll be recording with him after this game to get his thoughts. But Chris Myers and Rondé Barber are going to be back in the booth. Have not heard those guys together since preseason of 2019. Uh, so if you don't have any reasons to watch this game, make sure that is the reason. James said, every time Evan comes to Florida, it gives me tropical depression. <laughs> it probably gives most people tropical depression. You've just every, every, every time. Oh, every WFLA. Time I, I'm sorry. I guess it's going to be on NBC. Every time I see James in the chat, I get tropical depression. So. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So let's talk people, about people this. People are going to think there's like a real beef now. Yeah, right. gonna think it's like a real rival. So let's talk about this potential weather. Let's say it's raining come kickoff. It's it's kind of nasty outside. I don't know how bad winds are, but rain is enough to slow you down just a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, does that affect anything for the starters? You know, do do we see some playing time get divided up a little differently if it's mucky and nasty out there and you got to risk Tom Brady slipping and falling? You might. You really might, especially a guy like Mike Evans who yeah. um has has you know, has a history with some bad, with some bad field because of rain, uh, Falcons game, you know, uh, slipped because the, the field was, was slippery because it rained earlier. So I think that would really impact it. Yeah. Uh, I think Bruce really wants to get the starters out there. But, it's all about staying healthy, but yeah, it's, that's, that's what the, if, if you go into to week one, missing four or five starters, but you went three and zero in the preseason, big whoop. Yeah. Like, you know, missing four or five stars. Okay, how's it gonna feel when you start the actual season? Oh, and one. Here's your like, trophy. Here's your yeah, banner. Like, yeah. I, the, well, what does that matter? So, I think if it's if it's raining a little bit, I think the starters are still gonna go out there. But like, if the field is like messed up, like they'll still play the game. But I don't know. Like you might see. I don't know if you'll see Brady. I think you'll see some of the starters, especially the offensive line, because there's little, you know, there's right. less depth along the offensive line. I like those guys in the trenches. They can get mucky. Um, I don't know. I think it would impact it. Uh, I was, I'm curious to see how Ryan suck up kicks because this is obviously horrible kicking weather. Oh man. Uh, just, just brutal. And uh, Jose Borregales as well. I'm not sure how many opportunities he's even going to get to kick. Obviously, uh, it all depends on how many times they score or two. Um, you know, if, if they if they put up a goose egg, nobody's kicking. So uh, that would that would be think... very that would be very on brand. That just yeah, you know, we have no answers to whether Ryan Suggs actually yeah, right. you know, his confidence is growing because they just don't ever get to attempt it. Oh man, that'd be rough. I mean, it, that'd be an even bigger conversation if you know they put up a goose egg and they have no attempts to actually kick a field goal. You yeah, know, what I mean, we'd I be mean... talking about much more than the kicking game. Yes, but if what if like Ryan Griffin plays the entire second half and they just don't do anything? Right. Then it's like less of a right. Then it's like, okay, Ryan Griffin sucks. And- Let's go all the way back to the preface that Evan put on this episode. Preseason does not matter. Uh, whatever happens in these games is not going to affect the regular season. 
but there are a lot of storylines that we're going to pay attention to. And I'm glad that you brought up Ryan Suckup because I want to transition into uh, who needs to really stand out in these early preseason games. There's a couple of guys that are on the bubble, a couple of position battles that have heated up, a couple of guys in some hot water, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But let's talk about Ryan Suckup and why he needs to have a good game. Um, the backup, Jose, you said Borgales. Borgales, yeah. Yes. That, that's, Jose that, Borgales. That's, that's what James said. So. He had a great week at practice, to put it simply. Uh, we haven't seen him kick a whole bunch at training camp, but the kicking that he did do, he made the most of it. He was like, what, six for six and made one from 60 yards out. He was, yeah, I believe Pewter Report had seven for seven on uh, on, th- on Thursday morning. And, uh, yeah, he made one from, from 60. So, Hey, I mean, yeah, like you said, though, he hasn't had too much, um, too much experience, but he was a Miami Hurricane, so local boy. There you go. Um, he's well, actually, he's, he's from Venezuela, actually. Look at um, that. So we got a little inter- international. I think he's a lock for the practice squad, but I mean, if Ryan Suckup really goes out there and struggles, I understand that they paid him a lot of money and it's guaranteed money. But like, dude, if if he if he struggles, I think he'll be on the team week one no matter what. But like, how much leeway does he get? You know, how, how much of a leash does Ryan Suckup get before they give Borgales a look? Right, because you know? he is the veteran, and that's why he's getting those reps at training camp. And, and you know what? He's earned the benefit of the doubt too. Oh, that's yeah, why we're not. For that's sure. why we're not too concerned about Ryan Suckup. Some people are because of the Kilkeg thing. I get it. But we're not too concerned because Ryan Suckup has earned the benefit of the doubt, right? Now. But I do think he is on the list of guys who need to have a big preseason. Uh, sure. Yeah. I, I think, sure. you know, if over these three games he goes out there and he kind of shits the bed, you're going to be a little bit more concerned than you would if he has right. a perfect game in game three. Um, you know, if it's raining and he misses one tomorrow night, I'm I'm not going to be too upset. If it's a 50-yarder and it's raining and it's windy – it is what it is, but he's the veteran and he has to prove that he can bounce back before the start of the season for me to feel a hundred percent. Okay. Just, just, just make, make the ones that are under 50 for sure. Yeah. You know, just, just anyone over 50, whatever, man, like whatever, but make the ones that are under 50, anything under 50 and okay. Anything under 45 should pretty much be in. Yeah. In, yeah. in the NFL, if you want to be a winning football team, anything 45 and under should be in. I think that's uh, I think that's a safe bet. So it'll be interesting to see that position battle. Let's talk about somebody else. Tight end room. Tanner Hudson, as we talked about on our last episode, is in a little bit of some hot water uh, just because Bruce Arians called him out as he does players every now and again. He said Tanner Hudson is a guy who has regressed as a blocker. Um, He can make all the catches, which if you watched our training camp vlog this week, you can see that Tanner Hudson made some damn good catches uh, it's just his ability as a blocker, which is going to be under the spotlight against Cincinnati. Um, Cody McElroy kind of in that conversation at tight end four as well. There's a couple of other players floating around, but those two seem to be having the best camp so far. So for T HUD, what does it mean for him to have a big game? He, he's he's got to have, uh, I don't even know. He's playing for his job. Know. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. This is this is the the preseason where I think he's he's got to be rooting for Ryan Griffin to come in and play the most because yeah. nobody else seems to have a connection with him like Ryan Griffin does. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got to have a monster preseason. I think I really think he's facing an uphill battle to make this roster. I think with with comments like that, man. To me, if the Bucks decide to carry four tight ends, to me, it is clearly going to be Cody McElroy. Uh, right now with with a comment like like bruce made about tanner hudson being that that open and that candid about it i just i don't know man that's that means that means he's not and when you use the word regress yeah get worse well that's, when he's begging him to block somebody which is so you know, the impression he definitely gave by his quote block somebody anybody um that is so he, he's he's saying he's not doing any of them. Like nothing, he's not doing anything right, basically. Yeah, that is that is the last thing that you want to hear if you're a tight end in the NFL is uh, your coach asking if, you if to you're go any there. player. Well, yeah, yeah, that too. Um, uh, I guess if you're any player that's the subject of a press conference like that, it's it's not a great yeah. day. If if you're not if you're not Tom Brady or Mike Evans and your spot isn't already locked, like <laughs> yeah. Um, John Ledyard actually had an interesting. So he put out his 53 man roster prediction okay for the preseason. 
And uh, he actually had the Bucks only carrying three tight ends. As he just said, he said, look, Tanner Hudson hasn't been good enough, and Cody McElroy is really raw, and there's just nobody else. So he had the Bucks carrying seven wide receivers and, and three tight ends, uh, the seven wide receivers being obviously the top four, um, plus Jalen Darden, Tyler Johnson, and Jaden Mickens. So, yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll see what, what happens. But at this point, man, it wouldn't surprise me if the Bucks carry three tight ends. I, I – I, I don't know if it's likely, but it wouldn't surprise me either. I think they would like to have that fourth guy be a block, blocking type guy, but they used Joe Haig last year as an extra, to, you know, basically an extra blocker right. in, that, in that set. So maybe they do something similar with a Josh Wells or a, uh, a, 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 guy, a guy like Nick Leverett. Uh, maybe they do something similar like that with one of those guys. Yeah. So taking a look at the rest of this game, some other topics we want to talk about. Um let me see here. This weather, brother. I keep thinking about it. Mr. Bucks Nation brought it up in the chat. Never forget when Sergio Bailey left a preseason game injured. Nobody else remembers when Sergio Bailey. Well, that's Bailey the thing, is that that's a that's a little trivia name for you. Sergio Bailey. We'll see how many people in the chat know that one. But I remember only, he left only, a preseason only game. Only that nerd. Only that nerd would remember that. <laughs> I don't know why you got to discredit the work that James puts in, man. Who else is going to be in our chat telling us about Sergio Bailey? Huh? I don't, yeah. I don't need it. <laughs> exactly. That's the whole point. Who else is going to be in the chat talking about Sergio Bailey? Sergio Bailey isn't even talking about Sergio Bailey anymore. Oh, like, man. Come on. We came up with some good, uh, some good, some good expressions for training camp. Uh, one of my favorite we've been out there and, and we're talking about the, uh, the Kenny bell effect, because yep. you remember we talked about it, how guys can look great in shorts at camp. And then you put the pads on and they look terrible. You remember how good Kenny bell looked in shorts, Kenny bell effect. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny bell's another trivia name that not everybody's going to know. The, the, yeah, the, the Kenny bell effect that was branded specifically for this show, man. <laughs> that was, um, Big brain James, small brain Evan. Yeah, James, you got a big head. So, so uh, let me talk to you about this. We're not going to go through and do a whole fifty-three man roster prediction. Maybe we'll get to that eventually as the season comes around. But um, three tight ends with yeah. you know with OJ Howard who has a history of not making it through a season with Rob Gronkowski who has his own injury history. I know he uh-huh. had a great year last year, was able to stay healthy, and these coaches know a thing or two about load management. But he is still Rob Gronkowski who has injury history. And Cam Brate, who is is Cam Brate, he's a great guy, but you know he's definitely not the best blocker in that tight end room. Um, I don't know if they carry three tight ends, man. I, I think I, I, that's why I, I think it's four. I think I think, I think Jadon Mickens be might be the odd man out. I wanted to get your take on that as well. You brought up him in the receiver room. I, I think I think Jadon Mickens might be on his way out. Yeah, I I I, I think he could be. Um, it's a shame because I, I everything I've read and, and heard, it seems like he's having a, a a a pretty good camp. Like he's having a genuinely good camp, but there's also you know some off field stuff, um, which I'm not 100 percent sure if that's been resolved yet. I don't know, um, but I mean the, the guy has been having a good camp, and I know James will be crushed if Jadon Mickens is cut. Because remember, remember when we had to tell him that Mickens was cut on Facetime. You remember that? Oh, he yeah. didn't know, and we told him that oh, he was cut. Oh, man. That ruined his love, day. I, oh, my God. His reaction, I wish I would have screen recorded it. It was because <laughs> he – so, guys, he didn't know. Me and Rhett did, but he didn't know that Gianna Mickens got cut. And he, this was like – it was last year. And, man, when we told him, he freaked out. It was it was hysterical. Oh, um they, they, Mickens makes a team. They keep seven. They'll cut Tanner before Mickens. I, I think they would cut Tanner before Mickens too. That doesn't mean they wouldn't cut Cody McElroy before Mickens, or uh, I should say would, because Cody McElroy is the blocker. That fourth tight end needs to be a blocking tight end. What happens, just like Rhett said, OJ goes down with an injury, Gronk goes down with an injury, and you're left with Cameron Bray, and they got to call somebody else from the practice squad. Like, you know, I, I understand that Hudson can be on the practice squad. I, I get it. Like, he's probably going to be on the practice squad. But that doesn't mean he's going to make the 53. Um, Pete, Pete Payne says, what's going on with Fournette? Has he been had that bad a camp? Um, No, he hasn't had a bad camp. I, I don't think he's had a good camp. I don't think he's had a good camp. I don't think he's necessarily been um, 
you know, groundbreaking, but I'm not too worried about Leonard Fournette having a, a, a not great camp. Um, I mean, like, I don't know. What I'm trying to say is that he hasn't been terrible at camp. He hasn't been awesome at camp, but I'm not too worried about it because it's, he's one of those guys where if I don't hear his name come up at all, I'm not too worried. Like, it, there's really not anybody putting out anything saying that he's having a bad camp or the opposite. Um, every camp that we've been out there and looking at him, he's been about as good as he can be. He catches passes from Brady out of the backfield when they do the receiver tree drills. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm not too worried about it. Uh, he has had a couple of drops that I've noticed. So has Ronald Jones, but that's why you have Gio Bernard. Um, so I'm not really worried about Rojo or Lenny and, and how they're doing in camp. Just because on certain days, like when you're not padded, there's really only so much the running backs can do. Um, and we know that these guys have had issues with drops. So it's like, I'm not too shocked by hearing that they don't catch every pass. Um, but I mean, unless you put the pads on and they're breaking tackles left and right, there's not a lot they can do. And the bucks did not wear pads a lot this week. Well, I, Pete also says, will he make the roster? He's oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. The roster. He's on the roster. He's, he's going to be the, the second burnet running back basically because Gio Bernard is going to count as like the third down back. Um, James says he would expect to see a lot of Vaughn, Procise, and, and Tremaine Pope in this game. Maybe uh, CJ Procise. I mean, I didn't mean to say his last name. Um, so, you know, uh, I don't know. I think you might see Gio Bernard too because I talked about this a few weeks ago. He, like, getting acclimated with the offense, I understand he had a more normal offseason and training camp, but I still think that's valuable yeah. to, to, to be able to, to get acclimated to the offense. Um, hey guys, almost Mr. Pod way, way early. Deal me in. Well, we're, we're almost done, but we've just been talking some preseason. We've been previewing the preseason game. We paid a tribute to, to our good friend, Mark cook. Um, and we've just been having a, a fun time with the, with the chat. So, uh, like I said, I, I think Gio Bernard, I think he might play, especially since it's the Bengals, man. Like he's, he's gotta get his revenge on the Bengals. All right. Um, Corey Fleming brought up a good, uh, good point in chat. If Ross Cockrell is productive at safety, do you keep him at that position? And I definitely don't think you keep him there full time, but with the absence of Jordan Whitehead, are we going to see Ross Cockrell line up at safety more than corner in this particular game? Maybe, but like, yeah, as far as keeping the roster, I wouldn't carry four corners like, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't have like Antonio Hamilton as my fourth corner and Nate Brooks as my fifth, just to keep Ross Cockrell as a safety. It, right. Like, you know, if he's able to, 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 to play safety, great. Like, but I, I think his natural position is still corner. He's still probably best at corner. I think he still probably is best at corner. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I think you might see him a little bit. Um, I'm going to keep my eye on, on Mike Edwards as well, who's really yeah. that, you know, that, that sort of competition. Uh, Pete asked, have we heard, had any news on what Whitehead's injury is yet? No, we haven't. Uh, Arians has been really secretive with, with what it is. Very, which tells very me, vague. Which tells me that it's not great. Um and you know he'll probably miss most of the preseason. Haven't Is heard he had, if he's having an MRI or anything yet. Either. Do do not know anything about the injury. Literally nothing about the injury other than he's not practicing. That's yeah. that's literally all we know. So yeah, that's that's pretty much going to wrap. I mean, there's not much to talk about really with the first preseason games. You yeah. don't know what to expect. <laughs> um, we'll have more notes on the second preseason game. We're previewing that one. That'll be after a few joint practices uh, with the Titans. So uh, those are always fun to cover and um, probably the most competitive preseason game you're going to see out of the three, just because those guys have had, you know, a yeah. couple of days of practice to really get. Yeah, they, they, just want, they just want to hit each other. Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll have three days before the actual game to just hit each other. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely, we'll definitely have to wait and see. And uh, it's just exciting that football here though. Yeah. yeah oh, just, no, it is. We're going to see the Buccaneers takes... suit up in their game day uniforms and play a game in their stadium, which is definitely going to be uh, white on whites. But, oh, you think so? Yeah, 100%. I, it's at home. It's going to be at night under the lights. Why not? It, I mean, 100%. what better time to do the red and white? It's, it's, it's white on white. I it's need to see you, it at you, least you once. No, know, you know, it's going to be white on white. Do, do, do I? You know. 
I, even though, I, I'm even still though, holding out for even red. Though and one, white. Of, one of the last times they wore red on white was the Bengals preseason game. Yes, it was. That when was Hargraves had his interception that game. Yeah. And I mean, um, the red and white in those uniforms definitely was the best combo, I think, with the red jersey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pete Payne says, do a score prediction. Three nothing bucks. How's that? <laughs> How's if that? we're throwing score predictions out there, then I have got a particularly high scoring preseason game. I think it's going to be a barn burner, and I've got the Bucks winning by five points, twenty-one to sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, twenty-four to sixteen. I'll have it making an eight-point okay. game because I've got Ryan Suckup just going out there and killing it, bro. Okay. Yeah. I I have a torrential downpour and the Bucks win three nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, every single week here on the podcast, we wrap things up with Evan's take bag, one of the newest segments on the show. And today we have a very special edition of it. Evan Wanish, the floor is yours, my friend. Yeah, so um, this week's take bag will not really be a take bag. I am I'm using this time to, to share a story um, and, and to, to tell you guys a story. Just so you guys that didn't know him sort of get an idea of what type of man Mark Cook was. So back in 2018, the summer of 2018, I was privileged enough to be a guest of Pew Report and receive a credential with them for a few days in training camp. Obviously, you guys that listen to this podcast know I am from Pennsylvania, so I don't know. Like, I don't know the ins and outs of the Bucks facility or where to go, what to do. I'm in a, I was younger back then. I'm in a much more um, uncomfortable situation of me just not knowing it's it was my first time doing a any sort of credentialed thing and i was uh, a big help uh with that was trevor sekema he really helped me out um but one of the the other people who just made me feel like i was home was mark cook and um, i was incredibly nervous beforehand uh, i didn't want to mess anything up i didn't want to step on anybody's toes i wanted to just go in do my job, cover the team, and, 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 you know, get out. Mark made it fun. He, he was able to make you feel like you belong there. You were there. You put in the work. You're there. You belong there. And um, I met him. Uh, I was there for three days. I met him on my third day. And on that third day, um, after practice, there was an opportunity. Uh, the pewter report does, well, they didn't do it this year because of the COVID restrictions and stuff. And last year it was, there basically wasn't a training camp, but every training camp pewter report would do something called the pewter report training camp diary. They would pick one veteran player and one rookie, and they would interview them six or seven times during the training camp, you know, the whole period of training camp and get their thoughts on how things were going. Well, that year, the veteran was Bo Allen. And the rookie was Ronald Jones. That day just so happened to fall on the day that Mark Cook was interviewing Ronald Jones for the, the diary. Cook was kind enough to let me walk with him and interview Ronald Jones while he was going to work. And it was such a privilege to watch him work. It, it was an honor to watch Mark Cook go out and do what he did best, and that was cover this football team. So we walked from the indoor facility to – with Ronald Jones, we walked from the indoor facility. He was on one side of Ronald Jones. I was on the other. We both had our recorders with us. I still actually have the, the, the recording. Um, Send it to me. We'll upload it. Okay. Um, and uh, so we walked back to the – to one buck and uh, afterwards Ronald Jones went inside media wasn't allowed inside the locker room so Mark was you know, me and Mark were just chilling out there he walked up to Donovan Smith let Donovan Smith know that hey his son's football team had had a player I believe with a disability and they were going to be bringing that player in could he you know could he just say hi to him sure uh, I believe he talked to a few other players about it then uh, Mark went over and he introduced me to Ryan Griffin who was just a fantastic human being. He's so nice, uh, stand-up guy, 
um, and just exp- explain you know, to, to Ryan Griffin who I was, where I was from, and just getting to, to talking to Mark was so special because you could tell he cared. Um, it didn't matter who you were. I was always there for three days, you know. We had talked beforehand. Obviously, he was a guest on his show, but like he didn't really, you know, he didn't know me too well. But he, he made it seem like he knew you for years. As as soon as as soon as you 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 made eye contact with him, it was like he had known you for for years. You guys were lifelong pals. And so we go back to the media room, and the media room is very it's like, a, like cubicles in the media room basically. There's one big table in the middle, but then there's cubicles around those tables. So I'm sitting in my cubicle, not really having much to do. I, I completed all, all the stuff I needed to do for, for the practice that day. And uh, he calls me over. He said, hey, Evan, come here for a second. I say, yeah, what's up, man? Um, he, and he had a bunch of these like media guides. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's when every game that, that's played uh, the media will get a media guy, which is information, all the information you can find on a Bucks player or the team that the Bucks are playing. It's all the information you can find when they were drafted, how they were acquired, where they went to school, their stats last year, their stats the year before. Different anything. different storylines they're involved in. Like yeah. there's pages where it's you know a, a snippet from a news article this week talking about how he did in practice that week, what they worked on, and that's why a lot of the times when you're watching a live football game, the commentator will say, "Oh, you know, he sucked at practice this week, but they worked on this, this, and this." Yeah, um, it's because they got a piece of paper that has all of that information written down. It is the most in-depth guide to a game that you can get, and they uh, they give it out to the credentialed media. Yeah, and uh, it's not something that really the the general public can really get their hands on. Uh, and he said, look, he said, I got all these media guides. He said, I'm not doing nothing with them. And he said, if you, you can take as many as you can carry. I was like, sure, man. I was like, absolutely. Like, thank you. Like, they were, they were older. They were from, I think, 2015, 2016. Um, he also gave me the official NFL rule book of 2016, which I thought was pretty neat. Um, but he didn't expect nothing in return. He just, he, he said, Hey, like, you know, do you want these? He, he said, I know, you know, that you're going to be going away. You're going to be going soon. And do you want these? And, and that's how, that's how he was. And that's just, it, it's tough for me to, to put into words just how special he was. And we were talking before the show, just how funny he was. And you could tell you in person, man, just a, a funny genuine human being who loved what he did loved the people he was around and just wanted to do this he's been a bucks fan he was a true bucks fan i know they're in the 70s man i know you know there's a lot of people who cover their teams that weren't actually fans of their teams and the bucks have plenty of those right but mark was there he's he's a florida guy and you can tell, you can genuinely tell that he was a Florida guy. I here I was, a seventeen-year-old kid that was going into a, a a professional football organization with a media credential where I had responsibilities, and he made me feel like I belonged there. He made me feel like like it was something I had earned and, and something that was was you know was truly special to me and it was um just you know it's it's still just so shocking that 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 I even have to share this story with you in this light and you know I remember a few me and Rhett were just talking before the the show um a, a few weeks ago somebody suggested to to get Mark Cook on and we were like yeah and we had talked about it you know we hadn't talked about it with him yet but we were going to have him on some at some point in the near future and um it's uh, it, it's it's incredibly sad that that won't happen, but I know that that he's he's up there w- w- in heaven, you know, w- w- with his mother who he loved dearly. We talked about his family. He would always just like you said, right? He always said, you know, call your mom good night or, or something. Yeah. He would always say something like that. But his mom passed away a few years ago, and um, I know he's up there. With coach Coach uh, Bobby Bowden, right? <laughs> he just he just passed away. I know he's probably 
talking his ear off about some Knowles because right. he was a he was a Florida State guy at heart. Um, so that's pretty much my story. Just he he looked at a seventeen year old kid and didn't look down on me. Didn't make me feel like I wasn't I didn't belong there. He he treated me like one of his own, and that's exactly how he treated everybody. Yeah. So thank you, Mark Cook. Thank you for all that you did um, for me personally, for, for everybody who read a, uh, you know, the, the hook um, or watched a what's cooking um, or would why or, li- or uh, I'm sorry, would listen to the Pewter Report podcast or would, would uh, to, to read uh, the PR mailbag. You truly were special, one of a kind, and you will be missed dearly thank you um my condolences to his son douglas um his girlfriend daisy charlotte and um and 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 his ex-wife um uh, her name is slipping me right now i I apologize but um it's incredibly sad and uh we lost a great man uh we lost a great man yesterday It's a beautiful story, buddy. I'm uh I'm glad you're able to tell it, and we appreciate you that much more. Our deepest condolences go out to, as you said, his son Douglas, his wife Daisy, or I'm sorry, his girlfriend Daisy, um, and anybody else in the Mark family who is hurting right now. We need to make sure we let those people grieve in peace, um, as we say our peace. But thank you to Mark Cook for just being such a big part of this community, and uh, thank you to everybody else in the live chat who has said their piece about Mark Cook. Um, everybody who's been here today for this show, that is the show. So we're going to go ahead and wrap things up now. Um, but thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the Cannon Fire podcast live on YouTube today. Our buddies, Adam and Pete from Bucks UK hanging out with us. G Vegas said it was a great story. Evan, uh, Emily for checking in as well. Dustin Bucks time 12. Anybody else that we may have missed. We truly do appreciate you guys. Buccaneers football is back, though, and we very much have that to look forward to. Uh, Here's to a great season as the preseason gets kicked off in a little over 24 hours. We're going to be talking to you guys after the game with Chris Myers of Fox Sports, who's going to be up in the booth giving you commentary, so it should be a good one. Make sure you follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show, and of course, Buccaneer news as it happens Speaking of Bucks news as it happens, you can check out my co-host Evan on uh, Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL. Last but not least, you can find myself on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. But that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. We will talk to you after the game as we're joined by Chris Myers, who's going to be giving you all the action in the booth. It's going to be a great conversation with him. Until next time, I'm your host, Rhett Matthews, signing off from my co-host, Evan Wanish. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast, brought to you by your friends over at betonline.ag. We'll talk to you next time. Go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.